Hi everyone, it's Carter. A quick disclaimer before the episode. Riley and I are teachers in the real world. That's not made up for the show. But one thing we do make up are students. Riley and I take our roles as public community members seriously and would never use the real names or personal experiences of students in our classes, past or present. As such, any student names you hear us say are made up on the spot, and stories about our classes are highly editorialized for entertainment. Also, we like to keep our show clean of inappropriate language or content, but we feel that the stories themselves should be read without censorship of language. A content warning will be in the show's description in case we need one. That's it. Enjoy the Fable Fellas. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fable Fellas Fairy Tales Told Unfairly. I'm Riley. I'm Carter. Happy Thanksgiving break, Carter. Happy Thanksgiving break to you, Riley. This, everybody, is going to be a mellow record. We are, we are, we are, we've just had three long days of Thanksgiving break. You would think that we would feel recharged. Fresh batteries placed in the uh, robotic compartments in our back, but I don't know about you. Why would you think that? <laughs> Why would you think that? It just, I'm just still, I could use a few more days. Yeah, we're we're loaded up on tryptophan. It's probably not going to be out of our system by tomorrow. Let's see how this works. Tripping on that tryptophan. I'm not, for the record. Oh, I would, right. I would not sully this temple with the flesh of animal. <laughs> even, for, even for the high of a tryptophan chemicals coursing through my body, mellowing me out. Carter, what's your favorite thing to have during Thanksgiving? My favorite thing to have during Thanksgiving is the uh, warmth and love of my family. Okay, smart Alec. I meant the food. <laughs> oh, like butter. No, try again. Sorry, f- margarine on rolls specifically. We have a family, a long-standing family recipe for these like roll Thanksgiving rolls. Um, it's very good. They they're like little. They're almost like folded over a little bit, and so you can you don't even have to cut the roll. You just can kind of like grab it and just split it apart and just fill it with butter and cranberry sauce and honestly oh just that, a roll that really of, gives yeah it just yeah it gives and gives it's a generous thing um i like stuffing vegetarian stuffing i like vegetarian gravy i like vegetarian mashed potatoes vegan mashed potatoes i should say not vegetarian mashed potatoes uh um, i was gonna say <laughs> you gotta put a lot of a lot of fake butter in them as well i like a lot oh um We've just started doing the green beans for our Thanksgiving, um, Jesse and I. And what we what we do is we don't do the green bean casserole. We don't bake it and put the crispy onions on it. It's like a stir-fried green beans. We try to keep it a little crunchy. Ooh. Lots of salt, lots of pepper. Ooh, it's so good. What that sounds your nice. favorite? Well, the green bean casserole is what Morgan and I are responsible for for our family Thanksgivings. But my favorite is uh, specifically our no other family has this quote unquote dish like that one mm. thing at your family gatherings where you know this isn't usual Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, I guess at some point my grandma realized that just cranberry uh, sauce is tired and no <laughs> one's going to actually like want that. So she made this thing where. It's cans of cranberry sauce, cans of canned uh, oranges, canned pineapples, 
a whole bunch of stuff like mixed together. You drain the juice out of that and you use that juice in a jello mold. And then you mix that all together. And she called it the cranberry salad. And it's kind of like a sweet dish. Well, I would think it would be sweet. It was, it's very sweet. But that was the sweet. least surprising part detail. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet, did you say? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that comes from all the fruit. To defy expectation, it was very sweet. <laughs> that does sound really good. That sounds delicious. I I like I like Thanksgiving. We have this conversation literally every year. Uh, but we like uh, we like Thanksgiving's definition of salad because Thanksgiving changes the <laughs> definition of salad for one day. Yeah, for we do... one day, salad doesn't mean anything. It can mean whatever you need it to mean at that moment. We used to do what was called pistachio salad, uh, which was we just put a bunch of pistachios in a bowl. No, and in fact, that would make I don't know. more sense than what I'm about to tell you. In fact, I don't know. I think there were some pistachios in it. I think you do do a little pistachio, but it's mainly pistachio pudding mix. Well. Uh, dumped into a tub of Cool Whip. Uh, add mini marshmallows and, shred- and a can of shredded pineapple. Okay, so it's barely pistachio salad. Oh, it's green. Though, it's green. And that's more salad than cranberry salad. Hell yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got this this salad on lock. I wonder why we call it that. I don't know. I also wonder why so many other people's Thanksgivings have some sort of marshmallow adjacent ingredient. That's not the case at the uh the Fraser Heaprink house. You don't have a single dish, not even like the sweet but like the sweet potato thing with the mushroom or the mushrooms with the marshmallows on top. Uh no. Um there's kind of like this sweet potato like crumble thing that my brother-in-law makes, but that mm. doesn't have marshmallows in it. The cranberry salad is mostly natural ingredients aside from the jello and uh yeah, no no marshmallows in sight. Gotcha. We Another thing we put mini marshmallows on uh, is so, so imagine slabs of sweet potato grilled on like a skillet with butter and marshmallow. What on earth, Carter? <laughs> no a wonder you're <laughs> at every table. No wonder your body rejects so many natural food items. You poisoned it at a young age. I had uh, I I've my gut has had a very interesting life I'll tell you <laughs> um very early on in my life I got like Giardia uh what for a long I had Giardia for a long time um the story that my dad tells about how I got it is that I put one of those drain stoppers in my mouth like from like a sink oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and that's where we suspect it happened. And I couldn't eat anything but milk and bread for weeks and weeks. And so that really ruined my desire to have anything flavorful or interesting for years and years. This explains so much. Uh, I started branching out, though, recently. Uh, but then, yeah, growing up vegetarian and then getting a dairy allergy in uh, late high school, early college. Yeah, that'd and do then, it. Yeah. So at this point, like... Yeah, there's, there's, I'm a limiting person. I'm fun to have over. <laughs> I think you're fun to have over. Fun fact, uh, you and my cat, Anthony, have something in common because we had to treat him for Girardia earlier this year. <laughs> Girardia Butler. The, uh... Girardia way. 
How do you get? How, how do you get it? So that's the kicker. He's apparently had it since he was born, and our last vet never caught it. Oh, has he just always had just like shocking to diarrhea? Yeah. I wonder if that's what's going on with one of our cats. It might be, but yeah. Um, I I don't want to go into it on the podcast because it's not going to be interesting to any of our read our viewers. But boy, did our previous uh, veterinarian just drop the ball in so many ways and didn't seem to catch a single thing. It always took a second opinion, or now the new vet. It's like, yeah, well, it's he's breathing. So <laughs> my job here is I'll, done. I'll see you in a year. <laughs> That'll be fifteen hundred dollars, please. Fifteen hundred, and your insurance won't cover it. So, mm. you want to hear a story? I do. I do want to hear a story. Well, I've got another classic Joseph Jacobs tale today. Uh, Joseph Jacobs, Joseph, Joseph. <laughs> Let's see if uh, you got any better. Yeah, definitely. Joseph Jacobs' tales, I think, are from England. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is an English tale. Yeah. And the podcast was very front-loaded with Joseph Jacobs' uh, bits at the very beginning. Uh, they we were. started to branch out, but now we're returning to our roots on this, the week of giving thanks. <laughs> well, it's the beginning of the book is all the tales from England, and those are the ones that I read through before I decided that this needed to... People, the people needed to hear these stories. And so I definitely <laughs> definitely started there. Um, this is a story called Molly Whoopi. Yay! Uh, Whoopi is spelled W-H-U-P-P-I-E. W-H-U-P-P-I-E. Whoopi. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Molly Whoopi. Whoopi! <clears throat> Once upon a time, there was a man and a wife had... What? Immediately, huh? Well, okay. Once From upon the a time, there was a. I'm going to read every single word exactly right here, and you All tell, right. and I'll and you'll see why I tripped. Do it up. slow. Do it slow. Once upon a time, there was a man and a wife had too many children. Mm. The, I th- they, I think we've heard a lot weirder out of this book by now, Carter. I think it's you need just to learn to roll it's with the punches. Grammatically, other things have grammatically made sense, even though they were like slightly different but you can't say there was a man and a wife had too many children you need to say who had too many children i'm almost certain we've run into that particular grammatical weirdness before in the podcast and it didn't trip you up apologies i will do better they could not get meat for them so they took the three youngest and left them in a wood that mm, Mm. i don't think that's mm, mm, Mm. mm. i'm think i'm seeing parallels here I am seeing that, oh no, we can't feed our kids. Well, we have to do what's best for them. Bye! So they t- they took the three youngest. Now, not the only three children, just the three youngest. Just the three youngest, the ones they had less time to get attached to. <laughs> and they left them in the woods. They traveled and traveled and could see never a house. It began. I don't know. They. Yeah, they. <laughs> you gotta be clear. We... When there's two groups, you can't just say they. You have to make sure you very clearly state which one we're staying with. I believe these are the children. I very would, funny that would make sense. This story was like, and then the, the and then man the and the wife tried to get way. lost in the woods. <laughs> they saw, and, they, they could see never a house. It began to be dark, and they were hungry. At last they saw a light and made for it. It turned out 
to be a house. They knocked at the door, and a woman came to it, who said, What do you want? They said, (laughs) Please let us in. They all said, all three of them said this at the exact same time. Please let us in. (laughs) And all the kids back home that the parents kept also all said, Please let us in at the same time. I believe that's what I mean. That's what it's saying. Maybe uh, if I'm really motivated, I'll make it sound like three I'll, three voices are talking <laughs> at once right here. Please let us in and give us something to eat. That'll be that'll be easy to do. The woman said, "I can't do that, as my man is a giant, and he would kill you if he comes home." Which means he's an ogre. If we're going off of the Jack of the Beanstalk episode we did, this is so true. Lots of giants here, and you're gonna this. This is almost like a medley of um, fairy tales because we've got uh, Hansel and Gretel here with the with in the being lost to being lost in the woods, and we've got a giant as well. It's I like don't think Hansel hits. and Gretel have the market cornered on being lost in the woods, Carter. No, but it starts like the same way. I just I read Hansel and Gretel to my to my students um, from a different book of fairy tales that a, that a student got me. I was like I was really suspicious too. She handed me this great big book of fairy tales. It's like a Barnes and Noble like really cool exclusive like book it looks it looks you know like an old tome but oh. it's all shiny and new and when she handed it to me i was like i looked at it for a little bit and i was like do you know <laughs> do you know do you know about the podcast hey hey does the name <laughs> does the name budulinic mean anything to you child do you, do you did, did somebody tell you hey um, hey if i were to tell you what do you think of these beans <laughs> would that mean anything to you <laughs> Like, hey, that conversation you had with your classmate earlier, that was really good. I would say that was good banter. Yeah. Hmm? 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 She doesn't know about the podcast, though. Yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't have a phone. She can't know. She can't possibly know. She, there's no possible way. Anyway, know. I read them uh, Hansel and Gretel, and it starts exactly the same way. This man marries a new person, and uh, they decide they don't have enough food. So they're like, well, time to leave the kids in the woods. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe this is the uh, this is the early draft. Yeah, exactly. Also, do you feel like that uh, fancy version that you got from the kid is something we could dig into if we start to run out of content? We won't run out of content. Ever? No. Okay, neat. <laughs> we will we will be buried before we run out of content because <laughs> after this after this book, I have the Junior Classics uh Fairy Tales and Fables is book 1 of 10. Oh my god. <laughs> 1 of 10? Yes. And the god. other ones I will say are themed on different are, are are not fairy tales and fables necessarily, so we may have to um revamp a little bit, but I imagine they are equally awesome. Uh, there's one that's just about, like, sports stories? Huh. It's straight. Well, maybe... I, I'm, I'm, I, keep, I constantly debate back and forth whether or not I want to be a completionist on this book or, event, or if we will eventually <laughs> run out of tales that would be worthwhile to read um, and then mixing in some others or, or going one by one. I don't know. The completionist in me says, just keep going one at a time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, My man is a giant. a giant. Yeah, he'll kill you. He'll kill you. He'll kill you. But they begged hard. He'll kill you. <laughs> Let us stop for a little while, said they all together, and we will go away before he comes. <laughs> she took them in and set them down before the fire and gave them milk and bread. But just as they had begun to eat, a great knock came to the door and a dreadful voice said, I bet you can guess what it says first. 
Wife! Try again. Think giant. Oh. Yo ho ho. Where's my golden harp? Exactly. Fee fi fo fum. <laughs> I smell the blood of some earthly one. All right. Who have also, you there? I'm struggling wife? so hard to remember fee fi fo fum. <laughs> the tryptophan has really shut down all the major pathways to the brain. This is gonna. This is gonna. Like, put this on to sleep with everybody. There's not gonna be a lot of funnies. Don't worry. That's not true. There's going to be a hundred more funnies. We're so you, funny. Just you wait. Now that now that okay. Now that all the you know now all the yeah. losers have turned the podcast off because they thought I was serious. <laughs> yeah, this is Fable Fellas after dark. You're in for a real treat now. Who have you there, wife? Eh? Said the wife. <laughs> eh? E H. Eh? Said the wife. <coughs> Excuse me. It's three poor lassies, cold and hungry, and they will go away. You won't touch them, man. Okay, so she's standing up for them. That's nice. Does she but, wait? You won't touch them, man. You won't touch them, man. That's what it says. Yeah, it says <laughs> you're ye, not gonna touch these kids, man. Ye won't touch em apostrophe e m comma man. Huh. You won't touch them, ma'am. You won't touch them. You're not gonna touch these kids, man. No way, man. I should. I gotta re. I gotta rethink how this uh, this woman sounds. Make her sound like Scooby, uh, like Shaggy. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and you won't touch a man. It's three poor lassies, cold and hungry, and they will go, and they'll go away. You won't touch a man. <laughs> he said nothing but ate up a big supper and ordered them <laughs> he to the stay children. all night. No, he, he said nothing. He eats supper and he says, and he orders them to stay all night. Uh, hmm. All right. I mean, he listens to his wife. This is a bizarre... Okay, now here we go. Now now here it gets a little stranger. Now, he had three lassies of his own. And they mm-hmm. were to sleep in the same bed with the three strangers. Uh, that, so, hmm. you, so he's like, you, well, <laughs> I guess you I have to know- <laughs> you stay in the night. I don't know this story, actually. <sighs> the youngest of the three lassies... Of the three strange lassies, was called oh, Molly. Th- <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say, thank God they specify which of the three lassies—the strange ones or the hive or the, mind. I guess the giant. One, or, yeah, wait. Are, is oh the young- right, is it strange in our perspective because it's giants, or is it strange from their perspective because it's strangers who just wandered in out of the woods? Right. So this is the this is the this is the big question here. So it says the young. They were to sleep in the same bed with the three strangers. So, so his the giant's three children have to sleep with the three strangers who are the hive mind children. Are, are we sure? I think so. Then it says the youngest of the three strange lassies. The problem is that it's th- they both both sets of children are called lassies, and this is getting this is getting very hard. But anyway, the youngest of the three strange lassies was called Molly Whippy, and she was very clever. She noticed that before they went to bed, the giant put straw ropes round her neck and her sisters, and round his own lassie's necks, he put gold chains. Yeah, that's really clever. I never would have noticed that. That's so clever to notice that. God, you're such a clever kid, Molly Whoopi. So Molly took care and did not fall asleep, but waited till she was sure everyone was sleeping sound. 
Then she slipped out of the bed and took the straw ropes off her own and her sister's necks and took the gold chains off the giant's lassies. She then put the straw ropes on the giant's lassies and the gold on herself and her sisters and lay down. Yeah, there was no way to make that more clear or more precise or more concise. So she's Ocean Eleven, the necklaces that apparently the giant uses to tell apart his three own daughters. And From the three, three strangers. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what? The giant deserves to get Ocean Eleven if he can't even, if he needs to do this to tell apart who's his kids and who's not his kids. Uh-oh. What? What? And in the middle of the night, up rose the giant, armed with a great club, and felt for the necks with the straw. Oh no! <laughs> okay. <laughs> no! No, it can't be! Okay, so <laughs> this next sentence uh, has many meanings. It's just oh, three okay. words. Alright. It was dark. <laughs> He took his own lassies out of bed onto the floor and battered them until they were dead, and then lay down again, thinking he had managed finally. Managed what? What what was the point of all that? I guess you just, you can't let your wife know you're about to kill these three children, so you come up with a very clever plan. Yeah, very, very clever plan to tell them apart. This truly is Fable Fellas After Dark. Yeah. No, um. Fable Fellas, it was dark. <laughs> Molly thought at time she and her sisters were off and away, so she wakened them and told them to be quiet, and they slipped out of the house. They all got out safe, and they ran and ran and never stopped until morning, when they saw a grand house before them. It turned out to be a king's house. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> hmm. so a castle? No. No, no, no it's just the king's a, king's house. Hi- a king's high-rise apartment in the middle king, of the woods. Yeah, a king's, yeah, a king's three-bedroom flat in uh, upper... <laughs> in, in upper and happily ever after. Yeah. So Molly went in and told her story to the king. He said, Well, Molly, you are a clever girl, and you have managed well. But if you would manage better and go back and steal the giant sword that hangs on the back of his bed, I would give... Your eldest sister, my eldest son, to marry. Wow, what a bad uh, deal. What a terrible deal. You have to do all these things, Molly Whoopi, and yeah. then your eldest sister gets the kingdom. How's that sound? Uh, I mean, it sounds bad, but because the story can't just end here, I guess I'm going to go back. Molly said she would try. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll give it my best. Bye. So she went back and managed to slip into the giant's house and crept in below the bed. The giant came home and ate up a great supper. Hey, if the giant wasn't home, Molly, perfect opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I would say next step is she took the sword and left, not she went went under the bed and just waited. Oh, wait, no. He would have taken the sword with him. This is how you know that, oh, yeah, you're right. He probably would have. Yeah, because he's a monster. He ate up a great supper and went to bed. Molly waited until he was snoring, and she crept out and reached over the giant and got down the sword. But just as she got it out and over the bed, it gave a rattle, and up jumped the giant, 
and Molly ran out at the door and the bri- and the sword with her. Sorry. And the sword with her. And she ran. And he ran. Till they came to the, and this is in quotations, bridge of one hair. What? I don't know. Oh, yeah, hair. you know, that bridge of one hair. <laughs> the bridge of one hair. Everyone that's knows. Not, not the animal, which would sort of make sense. It's hair like on your head. Hmm. Because if you cross the bridge, if you have more than one hair on your head, the bridge will collapse. <laughs> well, there you go. It's that a very poorly it. made bridge. We made it poorly as a joke. Welcome to fairy tale land. She got over, but he couldn't. Oh, maybe it's a bridge made out of a single strand of hair. Oh. Molly can get over it because she is but a child. And the giant, of course, would break a single strand of hair, unlike a child would. It makes about as much sense as anything else we've ever said on the podcast. He said to Molly, presumably on the other side of the bridge, Woe worth ye, Molly Whoopie. Never ye come again. And she says, Twice yet, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Carl! Twice yet, Carl, quoth she. I'll come to Spain. Mm -hmm. What's that mean? Don't know, she's gone crazy. (laughs) Wait, does it actually, she calls him Carl, as in his name is Carl? Carl the Giant? I don't think so, because it's not capitalized. It's C-A-R-L-E. Maybe Carl, like, uh, is Carl, like, C-A-R-L-E, is that, like, a type of, is he calling him, like, a jester, or, like, an... Maybe. Carl definition. I just like that the giant is so mad. I can excuse you tricking me into killing my daughters, but I draw the line at you stealing my sword. Carl, meaning free man. A man Mm. of the common people. Well, that... Hmm. Okay. Okay. What about going to Spain? Twice yet, (laughs) Carl, I'll come to Spain, is what she said. So, he said... Woe worth ye, Molly Whoopie, never ye come again. And she said, twice yet, Carl, I'll come to Spain. Basically, okay, so twice yet, she's like, hey, I've already ch- I've already escaped you twice, you idiot. I'll I don't go know to why Spain she- now. <laughs> I'm going to Spain. <laughs> Once I was the king of Spain. I eat humble pie. So Molly took the sword to the king, and her sister was married to his son. And then Molly went to Spain. It's not, the end. It doesn't say that. Well, the king, he says, Ye've managed well, Molly, but if ye would manage better and steal the purse that lies below the giant's pillow, I would marry your second sister to my second son. All right. Hey, king. Hey, king. Do you have, like, a list of all the stuff that... Yeah. <laughs> Can you give Molly Whoopi a grocery list? Maybe like, save some time? Yeah, and maybe, like, a backpack. And that's really... I could just... I, I bet I could get it done in one. Mm-hmm. Also, do you maybe want to offer me anything? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I get, I get l- the... <laughs> is there going to be a third thing? And then is there a third son? And no, he's like, th- no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only had two. But if you do this one final thing for me and kill the giant, I will give... The parents that abandoned you, all my kingdoms and wealth. <laughs> you get to marry the giant's wife. <laughs> okay. Okay, King. You get to marry the shaggy giant. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Molly said, all right. So she set out for the giant's house and slipped in and hid below the bed and waited till the giant had eaten his supper and was snoring sound asleep. 
She slipped out and slipped her hand below the pillow and if got I was, out the purse. If I was that giant, I don't think I'd be a light sleeper for at least a month afterwards. Like I that <laughs> that hut would be on lockdown. We'd be on high alert. Well, I would also find it pretty hard to sleep. And now this is just me and I'm not a giant and I don't know giants culture and their ways and their mentalities. But I would be in mourning. For my children, yeah. For the children that uh, died by my own hand. Mm-hmm. I w- that, would, that, would may- that would mean many sleepless nights thence on, I would imagine. Yeah, he doesn't seem bothered in the slightest. And also, where's his wife? Oh, you know what? His wife is off mourning, but he's just still coming home eating supper and sleeping all the time. Oh, maybe yeah. he is depressed. Maybe he's in, yeah, this is it. This is his denial, and he's he's just, yeah, he's going through it. Yeah. He knows, he knows that, and he knows anger angry what a fun discussion woe worth ye (laughs) i'll go to spain he got out the purse but just as she was going out the giant wakened and ran after her and she ran and he ran till they came to bridge of one hair man and thank god for the bridge of one hair (laughs) yeah seriously she's like if i can just get to that bridge hmm oh yeah Uh, okay (laughs) This is uh, <laughs> go for it. Okay, on the third and final time where she has to go back, she's gonna run to the bridge, and then she's gonna realize that the giant right next to it built a bridge of two hair, and he'll be able to follow her, and it's gonna be the real grim moment. Every time he gets to that bridge, he's like, "If this bridge just had one more hair, <laughs> wait, I, that's it." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't! I, I'm gonna go! Oh god, <laughs> no, it can't be." How could a bridge have two hair? I don't, no! Don't have, I don't have any hair. Oh, I'll go dig up my daughters. <laughs> no! <laughs> Harder! Fablefellas After Dark has changed you. I'll cut that part. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> she got over, but he couldn't, and he said, Woolworthy, Molly Whoopi, never you come again! Once yet, Carl, I'll come to Spain, <laughs> she said. Oh, she, oh, she's counting down. Maybe she's, she's counting uh, down. Yeah, indeed. she's going to come back once more. She's giving him a threat because yeah. she knows that the king has more uh, more chores for her. She knows how this works. Yeah. <laughs> so Molly oh, took... The... Molly Whoopi knows she's in a fairy tale. Oh, she. this is it. This is what's going on, I bet you. She has metatextual powers. <laughs> Molly took the purse to the king, and her second sister was married to the king's second son. Just, like, instantly, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, they're already waiting at the altar. (laughs) After that, the king says to Molly, Molly, you are a clever girl, but if you would do better yet and steal the giant's ring that he wears on his finger, I will give you my youngest son for yourself. Not to marry. No mention of marriage. You just get my youngest son. How's that sound? Also, Molly hasn't done a lot of clever stuff ever since the murder trick she played. She was just very good at hiding and stealing. Yeah. Molly's cleverness has worked three times, but it's been the same. Two of the moments were the same moment. (laughs) And they weren't super impressive moments. Well, she knows whatever the secret of the bridge of one hair is, too. I don't know if that makes her clever at all or if truly it's one hair's length wide. God forbid the narrator explain that to us. <laughs> Thanks, nope. Joseph. 
Real cool. Hair. So Molly said, okay. So back she goes to the giant's house and hides herself below the bed. The giant wasn't long ere he came home, and after he had eaten a great big supper, he went to his bed and shortly was snoring loud. Molly crept out and reached over the bed and got hold of the giant's hand, and she pulled and she pulled until she got off the ring. But just as she got it off, the giant got up and gripped her by the hand, and he says... There's an illustration of this, of a giant holding, of a man <laughs> holding, from 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 my perspective, it's a normal-sized man holding a doll, but I suppose from their perspective, that's a giant holding a child. <laughs> now I have caught ye, Molly Whoopi, and if I had done as much ill to you as ye have done to me, what would ye do to me? Hmm. Molly uh, says. A little circuitous, but I get what he's getting at. Yeah, right, like... You've really, you've really put me through it. If you've you, if done me the business. It, yeah, basically, like, you know, you can't really not expect everything that's about to happen to you. Yeah. Molly says, I'd put you in a sack, and I'd put the cat inside with you, and the dog aside you, and a needle and thread and a shears, and I'd hang you up upon the wall, and I'd go to the wood and choose the thickest stick I could get, and I would come home. And take you down and bang you till you were dead. And then the giant turned to dust in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Molly, says the giant, I'll do just that to you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So, he gets a sack and puts Molly into it. And the cat and the dog beside her. And a needle and thread and shears. And hangs her up upon the wall and goes out to the wood to choose a stick. And then she cut her way out. (laughs) Molly assume (laughs) Molly sings out Oh if ye saw what I see Oh A child a child Born in the night He will bring us goodness and light Happy holidays everybody (laughs) I I never saw this character coming back Oh Is the organ grinder Says the giant's wife Whoa (laughs) Who's apparently just there Like what do you see Molly But Molly never said a word, but... Oh, if ye saw what I see... Do you see what I see? Oh, no. Uh-oh. I know it's about to... I didn't even need to read because I just realized what's about to happen. Yeah, something bad, I'm sure. The giant's wife begged that Molly would take her up into the sack till she would see what Molly saw. Oh, God. So Molly... <laughs> So Molly took the shears and cut a hole in the sack and took out the needle and thread with her and jumped down and helped the giant's wife up into the sack and sewed up the hole. Oh, dear. The giant's wife saw nothing and began to ask to get down again. But Molly never minded, but hid herself at the back of the door. Home came the giant and a great big tree in his hand. Molly's messed up. Molly, Molly stuck around to watch it happen. And he took down the sack. And began to batter it. His wife cried, It's me, man! (laughs) But the dog barked and the cat mewed and he did not know his wife's voice. But Molly came out from the back of the door and the giant saw her and he after her and he ran and she ran till they came to the bridge of one hair. And she got over, but he couldn't. And he said, Woe worth you, Molly Whoopi! Never you come again. Nevermore, Carl. 
<laughs> but I'm going to Spain. Close Bye. Shake. Will I come again to Spain? <laughs> so Molly took the ring to the king, and she was married to his youngest son, and she never saw the giant again. Yeah. Great. I feel dirty. <laughs> I, I feel unclean. This story was <laughs> real <laughs> rough in two key moments, and also very repetitive in every other moment. Yeah. So, like, if copy paste existed back in the time of Joseph Jacobs, I would just assume that he battered this one out in twenty minutes. This just this strikes me as like somebody heard Jack and the Beanstalk, and now they're trying to tell their friends this story at a bar. Yeah, that they heard, <laughs> and they're getting they're getting their wires crossed a little bit, and they're like, "All right, so he's got." This giant, right? He's got uh, a big purse giant. He's and got a, sword. a wife. He's got a wife. The wife he's sounds like he's got a big ring. He's got a ring and a wife and a thing. And he's got three three daughters, but not for long. <laughs> <laughs> and all of his friends are slowly starting to fade out. Like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Make sure you sober up a little bit. You're getting married in the morning. <laughs> You know, this sounds a lot like Jack and the Beanstalk. No, it's called it's Molly Whoopi. Called... <laughs> it's about a lady named Molly Whoopi. How could it be about Jack? Why is the king just living in the house in the woods? You shut up! You mean a castle? No, did I say castle? I know the word for where king live. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, a, not one of the highlights, I'm going to say. Loved it. I love, though, that there is just a... This is what I think we no longer... Now that the great, the great filter of time has created Jack and the Beanstalk as the one and only tale where somebody goes and steals three things from a giant. And it's fun to know and to just kind of admire that there were, of course, many versions of this, of basically the same story. Only more crazier things keep happening in them. Yeah, yeah, I do appreciate that this one definitely went in different directions when uh, when the main character is caught. Jack and the Beanstalk kind of limits that a little bit, but it still felt pretty repetitive, and it didn't really grab me the same way that Jack and the Beanstalk does. Well, yeah, and we didn't have that amazing guy... At the very beginning of Jack and the Beanstalk, it was like, what do you think of these beans? <laughs> yeah, what do you say of these beans? And also, how many beans is five beans? How <laughs> many beans is five beans? Ah. Ah. Five. It's, no, it's well, uh, the one in your mouth. You're so clever. <laughs> oh, you're such a clever boy, Jack. You're as clever as Molly Whoopi. <laughs> Molly Whoopi. <laughs> you mean my mom? That's oh right, it's an extended universe. <gasps> Wow, a lot has happened to Molly Whoopi to go from marrying. This is what happens when you marry the king's third youngest son, is that you don't end up with a kingdom. You don't get the money. Especially, he doesn't have a kingdom. He's just got a house. Yeah. So, but things will come back around if you name your kid Jack. Yeah. Anyway. It's nice to know that the giant remarried. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Has a, has a different wife now. Oh, it's a story of generational warfare. Yeah. Yeah, that is what it is. (laughs) Legacy of uh, this this grand legacy of people stealing from. I'll come back around. Molly Whoopi is an incredible story. Molly Molly Whoopi is officially a prequel to Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, and if you disagree, don't talk to me. 
the great um, Fable Fellows chronology <laughs> has one more and m- one more entry. What are you reading these days? Thank you for asking, Carter. Uh, I'm reading Initiation by Alan Wake. Uh, Initiation tells the story of a fictional writer named Alan Wake who is trapped in a nightmare, desperately trying to find the manuscript of a novel he's forgotten he's written. Uh, The book is set in New York, but it might not be New York after all. And he is tormented by his dark doppelganger and guided by visions of a fictional detective that he once wrote about. That was a brilliant summary of initiation. Um, so I, what, what I what I take it you're really telling me is that you have not been reading because you've been playing the video game Alan Wake 2. Uh, no, I just really loved Alan Wake 2 so much after waiting so long for it that I've kind of gotten a little bit of a video game hangover and haven't been able to touch anything else. So, mm, um, I but I do still have an actual recommendation. <laughs> Don't worry, I came prepared. Uh, it is called The Unspoken Name by A.K. Larkwood, and it's kind of a high fantasy sort of story, and it features a, uh, a young woman who's an orc, and she is pledged to be sacrificed to her, uh, her, uh, community's god, which is like this all-seeing, just evil thing that lives in the mountain, and then mm-hmm. this, uh, wizard basically whisks her away to be his assassin and spy. And it's about everything that she goes through in order to serve this wizard, about the life she lives, about the sacrifices she makes, and ultimately about deciding who she wants to be, because she has never been anyone outside of a person promised to a dark god or an assassin who follows the rule of law for this wizard, who ends up being not as good of a person as you might think, as the story progresses. And then when she ultimately falls in love, that is where the story starts to really flesh out where she is willing to go to be who she really wants to be. It's a fantastic story. I read it a handful of years ago, um, but it's a very simple duology, just two and then it's over. And it's well-written. The characters are really fleshed out, flawed individuals. I really like it. Love it. That sounds good. That sounds like a sweet little fantasy story. And by little, I mean a large, long duology. Yeah. Does the name, the unspoken name, become relevant? I have it, to know. It does. Uh-huh. Is it Voldemort? No. God, okay. no. <laughs> and the sequel is called The Thousand Eyes. Ah. Uh, they can see the name, I bet. Probably. With that many eyes. <laughs> eyes like these? with eyes like these you might say that name is going to be spoken i'm gonna speak i'm gonna create a name that's so speakable (laughs) you mean like doug (laughs) is doug the most speakable name i think so i mean it sounds it's fun to say oh also a good thing that i want to mention about the unspoken name is that even though it follows very fantasy elements when naming people the author also provides a glossary of pronunciations which i feel like a lot of fantasy writers kind of neglect nowadays even if they really get into the thick of it so you know it's so true because oftentimes they do that on purpose so that all the nerds who read their books fight over who's actually right about that and then you have to listen to the audiobook and then you're not even sure if they're correct. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, this isn't what J.K. This no, this isn't what J.R.R. Tolkien wanted. Yeah, 
when he's like, no, it's pronounced Thomas Bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's pronounced Frodo. <laughs> You're putting the accent to the wrong place. It's Frodo begins. <laughs> You're supposed to pronounce both G's. It's bag of kinds. Bagiggins. Don't take me for a conjurer of cheap tree. Yeah, every time there's a repeated letter, you always have to pronounce both of them. So it's actually fool of a took. Oh, man. That's way better than the other piece of banter I was going to ask you about, which is that the most, the world's most pronounceable name would that like the name that um, anybody out from any cultural dialect or language has the easiest time pronouncing feels like the most like Quentin Tarantino esque dialogue. Oh yeah, I've ever heard. Like you could just totally see two people walking down the street. They've just like robbed a bank. They're covered in blood because of course they are, and they're like, you know, Doug is the most pronounceable name in every language. <laughs> You know, like, oh, where'd you learn that? He's like, oh, I go, I go to the library on Thursdays. You know what they call it overseas? They call it a Doug with cheese. Ugh, interesting. <sighs> well, hope you enjoyed that thanks, post-Thanksgiving episode of the Fable Fellas, everybody. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a myriad of other networks now that we are kind of Dealing with the inevitable loss of Google Podcasts, which should happen sometime next year, I believe. We are among the network. Yeah, what Carter said. Anyway, I am Riley. And I'm Carter. And this has been The Fable Fellas. Keep it viddy, everybody. Viddy, <laughs>